Yo, Miles, my good friend. Yo, Brian. From how we doing? Good, good, good. How, how's the queen? Uh, I haven't checked in on her. She's been quite quiet lately. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too soon. What would you mean, too soon? <laughs> what? Let me just uh, text her one second. Yeah. Yeah. Just open yeah. Twitter. Open Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing that now. Mm-hmm. King Charles the Third. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, all right. Just start the show, and uh, I'll just look into this a bit. All right. All right. We, we can't waste time. Okay. <laughs> This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We've been live every single Monday, Wednesday, and two wise Friday right here on YouTube. 6 p.m. Eastern. We do it live for your convenience. We do it live because we love you. We do it live because, well, because it's sexy that way. My name is Brian Pop. This channel right here, PSVR Without Parole. And this guy over here to my right, the one, the only, the two wise, Miles Dyer. How are we doing, Game Cats? Happy Friday. It's a bit weird that the last time we, we got together was for a seven-hour stream. And uh, oh, wow. I've still yeah. not, I've still not fixed this yet, uh, <laughs> which came off during the show. Um, so I need to do that. I was actually trying to find the clip of when I'm sort of sitting there, and then I, my arm goes, and then I'm trying to like get my balance again. But it's really hard to scroll through a seven-hour stream. Do you know what I mean, Brian? I uh, I know what you mean, and uh, I, <laughs> I I chose not to do it. Uh, luckily, our good friend Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry chose to do it and uh and he's amazing for that legend i mean seriously who else out there is going to sit through a seven and a half hour live stream as it turns out there's some really awesome loyal cats out there who's who were with us the entire time all right uh, time yeah and if, you, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about on saturday uh, uh me miles aj wes and aceville all volunteered seven and a half hours of our life to create a top 50 uh psvr list uh, to the delight of everybody, nobody had any objections. Miles, can you believe that? Not a single person out there had a single objection to the entire top fifty list. There were no complaints, no complaints anywhere. Twitter was like, "Dude, that's perfect." Reddit was like, "Fucking nailed it again, guys!" And everybody on YouTube was like, "Man, you guys are perfect." I mean, can you believe it? Wow, I can't believe it, but I will because <laughs> I trust you. It's just easier that way, man. If you live in the little, if you live in the little <laughs> bubble that I've created for us, it's just so much easier. Than accepting, cool. <laughs> and accepting the truth. It's unanimous. Amazing. We'll never have to do one again. That's right. That's it's right. Definitive, the definitive list. Uh, we got Mako XL in the chat with the Canadian $5 tip that says, Schmurl. Schmurl. I don't know what that means. I, uh, is that Welsh? Schmurl. <laughs> I think I might be Welsh for like, um, fence or gate i think i don't know okay um yeah i love it i love it man big big fan <laughs> oh man we, we got so much stuff to talk about today but let's get some housekeeping out of the way before we do anything else guys make sure if you don't already if you're not already a member of our discord uh just click the link in the description below that's where conversations like this uh happen 20 
four seven. Uh, we all sat around. We watched the Marvel Showcase today in voice chat. Uh, and, and if you want access to voice chat, man, patreon.com slash without pro games, you can get your name on that super outdated list down there. It's scrolling by. If you're a new Patreon supporter, you won't see your name because I'm terrible at my job. Uh, and I uh, have not updated the Patreon scroll yet. I apologize. That's for the $3 plus tier. Uh, that also gets you access to voice chat on Discord. Otherwise, Discord's totally free. Uh, and then $5 a month gets you um, exclusive video content. Uh, we'll be doing another uh, AMA for the $5 supporters and another episode of Why We Love soon enough. We've got interest from lots of awesome people, including our good friend who just got a job at Cluj Interactive, Creeper Betty. Good stuff. Really? Yeah, we're going to do a Why We Love episode together. And Amazing. did you miss the news that she got a job at Cluj? That's what I mean. That's amazing. Oh, oh! I, I thought you were here for that. I'm sorry. I thought that was on our show when we we broke the news. That was that was a different show. Okay, I'm L- sorry. Last Friday. Last Friday. I don't remember. I can't remember. No idea. If it was, I'm really sorry for not paying attention then, because um, that's amazing news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mako XL with the Canadian five dollar tips says five dollar hello slash apology to Miles. Uh, he spelled your name wrong, so maybe that's what he's apologizing for. I must have missed it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, forget that. Thing I said earlier about it being Welsh for something, yeah. Uh, and I apologize to any Welsh people that I offended with that um, mischaracterization. Also, uh, Dan Kiefer says, I object to Immortal Legacy, it's time to redo the list. So, I, I mean, what do you do? You have seven, roughly eight hours free, Miles. Can we do this right now? Just you and me, we'll redo the whole list. Uh, yeah, yeah, should we do it now? Yeah, let's do it. Cool, right? Well, here's my 50. Right. You ready? I'm ready. Number 50. I'm 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortal Legacy. Oh. All right, we'll try again. Already. We'll try again next week. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is going so well. Okay, uh, I think Endeavor Endeavor One said uh, some of the games were too low. Uh, I want. I wonder which game he's referring to. Yeah, agreed. Rec Room should have been way higher. Way higher. Way higher. Listen, I'm not going to call anybody out, Wes. <laughs> but come on, no Beat Saber. Come on. Madness. <laughs> Madness. Uh, boy, I, I need some coffee. Hold on, you guys. You're just going to have to wait. And I'm actually going to wait. I'm not going to speak over. <laughs> so, like, that was my cue to take over. I was like, no, Listen, I'll just watch Brian drink coffee. I, I think I, I think we talk a lot on this show, but what we don't give people enough of, Miles, is, is moments of silence and personal reflection. I think maybe <laughs> we need to consider more of that in every show. Maybe, but we've got enough moments of silence in the UK at the moment, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> Perfect. All right, man. We got a whole <laughs> lot. Of, we got a whole lot of news to talk about today. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, Sony's upcoming showcase, whenever that might be. We're gonna talk about uh, Disney and, and and Ubisoft and all sorts of different uh, companies out there. But first. Let's take it over to the cats themselves. Let's talk to the cats uh, who went over to our viewer takeover channel on Discord and left some questions to us, starting with Orsique the Zombie Shrimp, which is a fantastic name, obviously uh, taken from the Cave Digger stream I did yesterday. Uh, by the way, fun shit. Fun shit, that Cave Digger, too. Uh, we're going to have to play that in co-op this weekend, everybody. Uh, very excited because... I, I want to get involved because I actually enjoyed the first one. Um, I know it had, I think it had components missing from like the PC release. Um, but yeah, um, I saw a bit of your stream and the fact it's got multiplayer. Very interested. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I did, I did the stream by myself, uh, and it was fun as a single player game, but you could tell that 
you could just tell that it was sort of designed for multiplayer. Uh, so I'm really interested to see how that all sort of gels together uh, because it was fine by myself. It was it was a huge jump over the first game. It was a huge leap forward. Uh, they added all sorts of different mechanics, all sorts of exploration. Uh, you can tell, I mean, <sighs> yeah. I mean, and, and let's be clear here. Buggy, definitely a buggy game, uh, but but nonetheless fun. So, But it is buggy when you're digging in caves. Like, there's all sorts of weird stuff where the... It just looks weird. So, yeah, I think that's all comes with the territory. But do you know what I have to say about the game is, like, regardless of the game itself, I have huge respect when developers make a sequel, especially in, like, the VR space where it's a lot of indie developers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 you know, experimenting, doing different IPs. But, like, when you've released something and you're like, you know what, we're going to build on it and make it even better, um, I think that's quite a bold thing to do, especially in the VR space where it's probably quite easy to just to keep wanting to try something new each time. So, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and before we move on, man, Mako XL, Canadian $10 tip. Where's Windlands? Good question. I had Windlands 2 on my list. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Not really my concern any longer. The cats yeah. have voted. You did a horrible job. Uh, <laughs> all right. Getting back to the viewer takeover question or seek the zombie shrimp. Ask viewer takeover could Sony's strict policy about cross-play multiplayer uh, hurt PSVR two games when PSVR games were already suffering from a limited audience and empty lobbies. Um, it is true, Miles. Uh, as as much as we all love PSVR, uh, the hardcore PSVR fan base user base uh, struggled when it came to hey, let's get a game of Sprint Vector together. We'd all have to get on Discord and be like, hey, is anyone available to play uh, a week from Saturday? Right, right. It's like you because you can't just say, "Hey, does anybody want to play right now?" It's really difficult. People are at work. People have different schedules. People are sleeping all all over the world. So to get like eight people together, you have to really plan ahead. Which, speaking of which, I, I'm just totally going to ditch this question for the time being, because we have the perfect solution for multi for empty multiplayer lobbies, don't we, Miles? We do. We do. Every single we Saturday. Do. Every single Saturday. No, every single Sunday. Sunday. Jesus. <laughs> Off to a bad start. Whoa, whoa. Yep. Every single Sunday, uh, our good friend Professor Lilith puts together uh, a a GameCat multiplayer meetup that gets organized right on our Discord server. Uh, any idea what this Sunday's game is going to be, Miles? I do. Would, do you want me to say it? Would you care to share with the rest of the class? It's going to be Star Wars Squadrons. Nice. Nice. Which was a top 50. It was a top 50. Uh, yeah. So every, sing- every single Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, just hang out on Discord, go to the multiplayer meetup channel, uh, and that's where Professor Lilith uh, tirelessly gets all the cats together and makes sure that uh, everyone can play these games that are kind of sitting dormant in our backlog. And, uh, and that's it, man. That's it. Just another great reason to join the Discord server and another great reason to love Professor Lilith. Yeah, definitely get involved, people. I, I mean, I've I've joined the last two weeks. So last week was Bridge Crew, Star Trek Bridge Crew, and the week before that was Alvo, and it's just been a blast. You meet game cats you may have not met with before because it's on a weekend, so time zone issues are minimised. Uh, and yeah, and it's a chance for people to give games a go that perhaps they don't normally. But they're like, when's the best time to jump on a game when there's other people to play it with? Um, and so, you know, Werewolves Within, um, there's a lot of games I can think of that I'd just love to jump back into when when those come up on the voting. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to Professor Lilith. Does an absolutely amazing job. And we just want to make sure we're championing it 
on this show because uh, it's a really, really great time. So Sunday, hopefully see you there. I feel like we should roll credits or something. Like it's, it seems anticlimactic yeah. to be like, and back to the show. Uh, but back to the show. Um, so, so Orsique was asking about uh, multiplayer games and if Sony's, uh, Sony's strict rules about cross-platform multiplayer uh, could affect... Could, could we see the same problem on PSVR 2 ultimately with multiplayer games, Miles, that, we're seeing, that we saw on PSVR 1? What do you think? I mean, I know there were issues with psvr1 but i also do remember that there's actually quite a lot of games where crossplay is available i personally feel the the the, the direction of travel we're going to find that the crossplay issues are going to lie with the first party psvr games um that have multiplayer um i think that's where there's going to be an issue i think that from a marketing standpoint you know when it comes to consoles there's not a huge amount of difference when you're playing multiplayer with other console players on different devices in terms of the game experience because they're all very fast machines. But VR, can you imagine like playing a, a PSVR 2 game with someone on a PC VR headset? And as they're playing it, they're like, oh, wow, the haptics in this headset. And they're like, oh, yeah? We, we, we don't have that. What's that like? <laughs> and actually, it's going to create conversations where, look, I'm not saying people are going to spend loads of money on a PC VR headset and then be like, I'm going to take this back and get a, a PlayStation VR too. But um, I do think that there is something to be said there about, you know, marketing it and having that shared experience. You know, they want people to be get, using these headsets as much as possible. And the way you do that is by increasing the pool of players that you're going to be with online. So I do think they'll lean into it. But um, you had another big point regarding this didn't you brian well i'm I'm very curious to see like i i mean obviously that we don't know anything until we know something but i'm curious to see what the plan is for hybrid games um how you know how many are we going to see a lot of vr only games next gen or are developers going to kind of lean into we talk a lot about like hybrid games being things like resident evil village and being like oh this flat screen game is going to be amazing in vr but the fact is is that we, it could go the other way just as easily this these amazing vr games could also play really great on the flat screen and so if hybrid games really is the future for psvr2 then we could absolutely see crossplay within our own ecosystem we could be seeing playstation 5 players on their flat screen be playing like twisted metal or or what whatever the vr game is wipeout uh mm. with psvr2 gamers and so you know if a vr game only sells you know 40 50 60 000 copies but then there's a million people playing it on the flat screen playstation 5 suddenly that user base just explodes right and i think that's one of the many reasons hybrid games could be important for this generation yeah no absolutely and uh i think that um that does remove a lot of the issues. I, I think it means that the bandwidth of players that you're going to be with is going to be much larger than PSVR 1 uh, already. Uh, I mean, t technically, I think the number of... Well, hybrid games automatically is going to mean if you are a first adopter of PSVR 2, you're going to have a bigger pool of players in multiplayer than you do at any point in the PSVR 1 cycle. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, we got a couple tips to take care of before we move on to the next viewer takeover question. First one comes from Bell Ramio, the game cat with the five euro says, gonna buy it ASAP, meaning Cave Digger 2, but also got Steel Rising today, but still gonna buy Deep Rock Cave Digger. <laughs> I think Deep Rock I Galactic actually, uh, is the uh, game people keep comparing yeah. it to. 
That was a free uh, PS uh, Plus game um, oh. a few months ago. I started playing it, uh, me and a friend of mine, uh, who Johnny, who plays VR. Um, we both decided to download it, and then we just didn't get time, and then we got distracted by some VR games. Um, and it was kind of cool, but I was like, again, it's a bit lonely in these caves. It'd be good to actually, like, it's a multiplayer game. It'd be good to actually, um, you know, play this game with others. So I've, I've heard good things. And, you know, a great example of a hybrid game, you know. If if the tech is that good, it means any game that has good multiplayer appeal should instantly be supported by Sony to get a VR version. Yeah. Mako XL with Canadian five dollar tips says thank you both for the coverage. Seriously appreciate you. Mako XL, we seriously appreciate you as well. Yep, can't do it without you guys. Like otherwise, it's just two guys chatting on a Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, here's another guy with another opinion. Serial killer, the game shrimp is back. Uh, Hashtag viewer takeover with no showcase this week. What are the chances Sony shows off PSVR 2 at TGS prior to letting consumers try Resident Evil Village for themselves? <sighs> Miles, how when is TGS? Uh, next week, 15th to the 18th, something like that, roughly. Those those dates probably yeah, are. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah it'll be from Thursday the 15th, yeah. Uh, it's. It's very interesting because I think all of us were saying, hey, nothing's going to happen until Sony does something themselves. And we sort of kind of, you know, went into this month thinking that, but also thinking that Sony was going to do something like in the first week of September, you know, by I think all the rumors pointed to the 8th and it just seemed like Sony was going to do something. And that just made sense because then you blow the doors wide open on psvr2 on a bunch of new playstation 5 games that are you know have been under wraps and then you know and, and then this disney marvel showcase that happened today then they show off psvr2 games the ubisoft event that's happening tomorrow then they show off psvr2 games and the door's been blown wide open and we've already had the showcase and it all makes sense right sony sony uh lights the fuse and it trickles all the way down into launch the, that was a horrible analogy, but launch is supposed to be when the bomb blows up. So, I don't know. Um, but that's not what's happening, man. That's not what's happening. Sony didn't do their thing. Uh, Disney did their thing today. No PSVR 2 stuff. Ubisoft is doing their thing tomorrow. We can only assume that there won't be any PSVR 2 stuff. But then, then they trickle out things like Firewall Ultra on the PlayStation blog. Like, it's really confusing, Miles. Like, what is Sony's strategy? What the fuck is happening right now? I'm so lost. Well, the impression I get with Firewall is that's probably something where Sony was like, yeah, 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 all right, you can release it now. Because the, cause, cause the way that worked was they had an announcement for their fourth four, four birthday, and then they had to say, oh, we, we're not ready to announce it yet. Right. Clearly, because right. Sony was like, uh, yeah, we're not ready yet. Maybe they were going to do a showcase on today, which is uh, – or sorry, yesterday, which was the 8th. Um, could, could happen next Thursday, though, because I was just looking up at the dates of the previous two years – so PlayStation Showcase 2021, it was on the 9th of September. But the PlayStation Showcase of 2020, which was the PS5 reveal, was the 16th of September. So we're in that window. And if the following weekend is TGS, then they can literally kick it off with, with that showcase. Um, as I mentioned on a, on a previous show uh, when discussing this, you know, TGS, they did that... Um, I think they had a presence there, or they did a lot of marketing in Japan for the PlayStation 5 with a lot of influencers before engaging with influencers 
elsewhere. Right. Um, so, and it didn't really hit the mainstream because you could kind of watch the videos online, but there was very few with translations and stuff like that. So I kind of feel like, yeah, um, even if it did happen after TGS, it would still work because it would be the global announcement. But, um, you know, they could do it next Thursday and, and also say this will be available to play at TGS this weekend. And it's like, yeah. And they could have some kind of marketing deal with TGS that, you know, we're going to plug you on this showcase and then you give us X amount of space, you know. I mean, they could pay for it, but there's always some deals that you can do in these big events for prioritization of where you're located on the show floor and things like that, you know. There could be some dealings with that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it could be next week. Um, the fact that they have not shown anything or nothing has been shown today for a Disney Marvel mm-hmm when we know Sony has big properties involved with that. Um, yeah, it, it as the months go by, it's clear that they're holding off more and more. And the only two circumstances really where that hasn't happened was um, with Square Enix around E3. I think it was actually Square Enix's E3 presentation, which was about the new Final Fantasy. Um, I can't remember. Is it Rebirth, the um, part two? Um, and, uh, then it's, um, Capcom with, uh, the Resident Evil, um, VR, um, which they obviously showed on their own, but then they've allowed them to go to TGS and, and show, um, Resident Evil Village there. Capcom and Square Enix are two third parties that are incredibly close to Sony. So that works. Everything else, all hush hush. And, uh, yeah, I, I sense something's coming very, very soon. I mean, something's obviously coming very, very soon, right? We just actually, it's, it's coming so soon that like it should have happened already. Uh, and so, <laughs> so, uh, but, but also this is a busy month and yes. And, and, and I think, I think a lot of us thought that maybe Sony would kick off the busy month, but instead I think what's happening here, and it's easy to say this in retrospect after they haven't done the showcase we thought they were going to do. Um, so, you know, so I feel like I'm like a Monday morning quarterback right now oh hey tornado what's going on but um it's uh there's so much going on there was the marvel showcase today the disney showcase today there's the ubisoft thing tomorrow there's tgs happening next week there's an oculus event happening next month right and so and sony traditionally always wants to go last and so that they can sort of have the final word and i think if so like say the showcase was today for sony or yesterday then you know would 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 the message get lost by being followed up by whatever Disney had to say today, by followed up whatever Ubisoft had had to say tomorrow, the message would get lost. And the big excitement of Tokyo Game Show, it's it would be too easy for them to sort of just get mixed in with everything else. Even though I'm sure the announcements are going to be way bigger than anything we saw today. Um, so I, I I think they've just got, they've got a history of going last. And the fact is, is if we haven't seen anything yet this month, if we haven't gotten an announcement for anything this month. I'm a little bit, depending on how much of the showcase will involve PSVR 2, maybe they're waiting until after the Oculus showcase because they, they want them to do their thing and then and then Sony just to fucking stomp them. As they always do, man. They always do. They always stomp the competition. Whenever they whenever they have a showcase or a pr- uh, press conference right after Microsoft, it's always like Xbox is like, look what we're doing. This is fucking awesome. And then Sony goes, look what we're doing. And just stomps them. Every single time, so maybe that's what they're doing with this too, knowing that, knowing full well that, yeah, it's going to be torture for us to wait, but it'll be worth the wait. 
Yeah, you've reminded me now, actually, of when we were discussing, uh, I think, last week, such a blur with all those nine hours we were streaming together um, over the two days. And uh, it, it was the notion that, you know, when PlayStation 5, what was the price going to be? There was this kind of standoff between them and Xbox. Xbox declared, and then Sony followed up. And there was a lot of speculation that Sony had to whack down their price by $50 or something to become competitive. And it was, you know, determined uh, after uh, Xbox had made their announcement. So, yeah, in a way, though, it's a question of, like, positioning. Because if Sony waits until Oculus as an an active decision, and it would be an obvious wait because it would be until, you know, late October... um, that would be quite um, a public announcement, maybe just to us who are, you know, love speculating on and, and, and paying attention to the news, but not 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 sure the mainstream consumers may re- think it. But it would be a declaration of, okay, you know, we see Oculus uh, or Meta as a direct competitor now, whereas they haven't before. Um, whereas if they just announce it in September, they could still stand aside and go, no, we're still PlayStation, we still do our thing. Meta can do their thing, but we're the real deal. So um, I do think there's an argument for both. I think they should be going out next month, sticking with the theme of every September. It's in every everyone is expecting it now, and you know, not doing it uh, yesterday is fine because they probably calculated with these other events. Doesn't matter how big it is, um, the sort of the the half life of the energy post event will dissipate because it will get muddled up with Marvel. And these other massive IPs in the world. Um, so yeah, next week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens because uh, this is this is a new Sony, and uh, and so far they've been relatively quiet. I think a lot of people take that as uh, a sign of weakness or that they don't know what they're doing. I just saw Shooty Hootie Gamecat right in the chat say, "I think this is Sony being clumsy, Sony," which is I think you know again I think unfair. I've been saying this for a while now, and, and if you saw my recent op-ed, you know like exactly what I think on this and what their plans are. That said, I'm going to agree with everybody in just a couple more months. If, if Sony hasn't made their move, if they haven't done the big reveal, if they haven't if they haven't made a big splash when it comes to PSVR two, I will be with you guys. I promise. Uh, but I I feel like they haven't had a chance yet. We'll see how this goes. Uh, but for right now, I'm being optimistic. And when you have a multi billion dollar corporation like Sony, yes, they've made mistakes in the past, uh, and yes, they've made mistakes this gen. But I don't think they're going to make a mistake big enough um, for us not to. I think every, once we see what they've got planned, once we see their showcase, everyone's going to be back on board, period. So uh, we'll see what happens, though. If I, I, I've been wrong before, and I will be hopefully not proven wrong again, right? Because we we all want this showcase to be amazing. We all want it to like show us what they've been working on. We want it to be exciting, uh, and we want to be proud to like be like, hey, we fucking PlayStation 5, man. We've got a PlayStation 5, and look at all these cool games coming for it. Um, you know, otherwise... I don't know. Let's go buy an Xbox. Uh, do we really- and, and actually, yeah. just to, just to quickly confirm before we move on, um, for those asking in the chat, so the Tokyo Game Show it, it, it starts on Thursday, the fifteenth of September, as Brian said, and it ends on Sunday, the eighteenth. And I think there's a preview on the Wednesday, on the on the fourteenth as well. So, yeah. you know, hand in hand with the launch of it. 
yeah. could be special. In, in any opening night stuff, anytime any, any live streams that they're doing from there, we'll be co-streaming. We'll be we'll be making sure that if you guys want to watch that with us, then we'll make sure that we do that. Um, super happy I didn't stream the Marvel uh, Disney showcase today because it was like some mobile stuff and a bunch of stuff that like not a lot of people care about, um, and obviously no VR stuff. Um, although I know that there were some things that people were excited about, so you know. I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm just saying for what I'm interested in. I'm glad I didn't stream it. We got a couple tips, man. Uh, let's uh, let's let's do this real quick. We got Mako XL with a Canadian ten dollar tip. Says give half to Miles. Miles, I'll have to Venmo you five Canadian dollars after the show. <laughs> um, we got uh, Ultimate Carnage, the game cat, which is a fucking phenomenal name with a five and a half, four and a half quid. Uh, Jim Ryan talked how Microsoft might make Call of Duty. Oh. Oh, so let me try this again. I can't read, remember? Jim Ryan talked how Microsoft might take Call of Duty off PlayStation in three years' time. This is the perfect time for Sony to make their own Battle Royale possible for VR. Dude, this is the perfect time. I, I'm actually surprised. It, obviously, we don't know what Sony's been doing, but this is the perfect time, uh, and hopefully Sony's already started doing this. Uh, they need their own. They need their own Call of Duty. They're, Sony have, have said um, internally, and, and it's been leaked a lot, that, that their focus in their strategy is, is like live service games. Right. That's their weakness. Multiplayer, you know, Naughty Dog are working on factions, and it looks like it's going to be a massive game, and that could potentially be live service. Um, they've invested in Bungie to learn all about their uh, their experiences over a decade's worth of uh, with, with, with Destiny and everything that came with that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that's the exciting thing I find when it comes to acquisitions, no matter in what form they take. It's the cross-pollination of all these expertise. You know, the idea that creators of you know, Santa Monica Studio, when making God of War, can speak to Naughty Dog, you know, and they can have discussions about, you know, this is how we do the foliage or this is how we do the animation with combat. And then Bungie come in and saying, yeah, this is the systems we set up for online multiplayer co-op. That's just really exciting for me because although people say that acquisition closes down competition mm-hmm. um the collaboration aspect can also be just as valuable um and there is still competition obviously in the grand scheme of things as well they want to make the best game of the year so um yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't have any issue with massive acquisitions like microsoft just did with Zenimax. it, it, it matters so little to me in fact it makes to me it makes each console more special right i miss the days where you know where Sega Genesis had their exclusives and, and Super Nintendo had their exclusives and like you had to buy one system for one thing and other stuff. For, the 360 and PS3 generation was so, for so long, for most of that generation, they were like the same console, right? And, uh, and they were, you know, except for maybe like Gears and Halo over here and like Uncharted and, uh, Infamous? Resistance? Yes. Uh, uh, Last of Us was Sucker Punch. Um, right, yeah. but it was all first party, right? So, oh, sorry, yeah, it was first party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are you know so exclusive, but like, but again, a bulk of the releases were were uh, cross platform, and so I, and I like having an excuse to have different different consoles for different different games, uh, or choosing the console that makes more sense for me. Uh, I don't, I don't, I haven't yet had a reason to own an Xbox console this generation. Uh, in the last generation, I gave my Xbox one away to, to Dez because his 360 broke down. He needed something that would play his 360 games. And I was like, dude, this is just collecting dust. You can have it. Like I bought it because I like to be a, a, a cross platform guy. I got a switch, you know, I got, I, I like to see what other, uh, what, like what's happening in other ecosystems, but I'm just not, 
not terribly interested in what Xbox is doing currently. Uh, so hopefully this will change that. I, I want to see more acquisitions. I want to see uh, what Sony does in response to potentially losing Call of Duty in a few years. To me, that drives the excitement, that drives innovation, that drives Sony to fucking be better than they are. Because sometimes they get to sit back and go, third party's taking care of it for us. We don't need to worry about it. And they now fucking need to worry about it. And that makes me go, okay, Sony, now show us what you're made of. And and, and this is when things get exciting. Otherwise, it's like, oh, another generation where everything's the fucking same. No, this is exciting shit. I love it. Uh, we got Firebird Old School with the 50 Sekiros. Uh, Miles, block your ears for this. Anyone want to play the game? When Miles says, um, drink. By the way, have a good weekend. <laughs> Miles, do you say um a lot? Because I have never noticed I this. Do. <laughs> I do, but I don't say it as much as I used to. I used to um and ah a lot. And also, I think just because of the time of night here. Yeah, it's like midnight I get, I get a bit slowed down. Yeah. yeah. You, you, and also... I'm still I'm still dealing with brain fog and stuff from this post COVID stuff, which is super annoying. So yeah. I often get halfway through sentences and don't know what the hell I'm talking about, even more than normal. <laughs> also, also give us a break, man. Like, <laughs> like you know, we're we're up here with 200 people watching us. It's it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, to, do do you know what actually? Yeah, and and it's good to reflect on because it's something I always try and unprogram, and that's what you have to do with those bad habits and you see it when you you watch yourself on replay um i did it there um see <laughs> that's yeah, it. Yeah. we're never going to be able to do but, the rest of the show if we if we think about the number of times we say um now it's just not we're just gonna the, stall out but where i annoy myself is when you fall into those like traps mm-hmm. uh where you say uh oh, this like it was like this like that and you Say it three times a sentence. Like this and, and it, like you that. You can't get like out of this it. And, uh, it's like this and like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Snacks. And, mm-hmm. and by the way, chat. I, I don't. I don't take it personally. Like I. I. I, I welcome. The I want it Please, the Let's Go to Tokyo Game Cat with a five dollar tip. Uh, it says the RE4 remake on PSVR2 was a shots fired moment after Meta did the OG RE4 in VR. I wonder if we will get. If we will get that after Meta Showcase with GTA or something. Yeah, dude, so many people keep telling me all these reasons why there's just no chance in hell GTA 5 could ever be on PlayStation VR 2. And I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> like, okay. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying that, like, yeah, if if, if we want to show, if, if Sony wants to show Meta what's up, and and they get San Andreas and we get GTA 5 and GTA Online, online on PSVR 2, I mean, that's that's game over right there as far as I'm concerned. One of the most popular games of all time. I mean, yeah. It's not, and it's not even a game I'm terribly interested in. I would spend hundreds of hours in that game. Hmm. Yep. All right, man. Uh, so you want to start the show? Sure. All right. Uh, you, and I, you and I both played some Transformers this week. Uh, it's time to we did uh, give everyone some thoughts on that. Uh, the game came out last week. Uh, things have been kind of hectic, and uh, so we took a little bit of time to uh, get some thoughts together here. But Transformers VR Beyond Reality is now out for uh, for nineteen ninety nine, at least in USD. I'm sure it's different in pounds. I don't know the conversion, but it's something. I'll look it up now. All right, uh, it's a rail shooter, and it takes place in the uh, in the Transformers universe. Miles. What did we love about Transformers VR Beyond Reality? Well, can we preface this first by 
and Transformers Beyond Reality isn't out in Europe yet. I've just realized. Oh, good. Yeah, that's the other thing is that uh, is, is that they they said last week that it should come out in Europe this week, and I knew full well that when they said we think it should be out next week. That's just not how shit works. Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion is still not out in Europe, and it's been three years, right? Uh, we are now uh, uh, anyone's diary that came out in Europe three years ago. We're getting uh, on PSVR here in North America, like, next week. Like, it, the, it's not always easy to get your game out in different regions, uh, and different developers will give you different explanations as to why that is. Some developers go... It shouldn't be a problem at all. Just click a couple boxes. And other developers are like, we, we just can't fucking get it out, man. We have no idea what's going on with Sony. Um, so, yeah. So, apologies to Europe and the UK about the delay. We're apologizing on, behalf, apologizing on behalf of Metaphor Interactive. It's not really our place to apologize. But we're going to talk about it. So, for some of you, this will be a review. And some of you, it'll be a preview. How about that? Yes. Yeah. My first question before we start the main conversation, Brian, is you, you mentioned that you touched on it before. Are you a fan of Transformers? Were you a fan of Transformers growing up as a kid? Did you watch it? Not really. No, I mean, I was aware of it. I, I certainly watched a few episodes when I was a kid, and it was fine. Uh, I I wasn't excited about it. Uh, I was more of a trans... Nope, that's not it. Uh, Voltron, Thundercats. Yeah, those were the two big ones for me, Voltron, Voltron and Thundercats. Okay. Um, and this was... And, and you know, just, whatever. What about you? This part of your childhood. I, it didn't, it didn't appeal to me growing up. I've been dragged to one of the movies, and I thought it was absolutely abysmal. Um, but I do appreciate people that like Transformers. And one of my thoughts while playing this was, if I was a Transformers fan, I would probably lo- love this. Interesting. Just for the fact that you're in that world. Um, so I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a Commodore sixty four Transformers game that I really really liked. I know I bring up Commodore sixty four like every single week uh, here, but there were some really really great games on it. And Transformers was there was a good one. There were a couple of GI Joe games I think on it that were really good. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth was awesome. We should just talk about Commodore sixty four. Yeah, uh, everyone's talking about childhood TV shows. <laughs> nice. Nice, yeah. Let, let, the, let the chat talk, man, because the, they yeah. always put on a better show in the chat than we do up here in front of everybody, uh, and that is and that is backed by our good friend Firebird Old School with the fifty Sekiros saying, "Anybody want to play the game?" Brian say, uh, "Drink, bring your bring your crates, bring your crates." What does that mean? Is that a cheers? What does bring your crates mean? I don't, know. I, don't I don't know. know. I'm so lost. No idea. Brian, <laughs> what was your overall thoughts? You did the you did a live stream playing this. I did. What were your overall thoughts of this? Have you completed the game? Yeah. There are six six levels. Six levels. Eight? There's like five difficulties. Uh, there's all sorts of different ways you can play it. There are uh, different sub weapons you can choose, uh, and or yeah. So you get there's classes. Classes, right? Which which is just like yeah. a lame way of saying, what are you going to hold in your left hand? Um, so and yeah, in your right hand, you've got your standard blaster, in, infinite ammo, just ding 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 ding. Right, constantly. Can I just say that my trigger finger had to change? Yeah. On by level two, I was just I, I could even feel it now. It was it, and even when I upgraded that gun, I that's all I invest because after every level, you get currency that you can use to upgrade your character. Energon. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, great, I'm putting it all on my primary weapon so I don't have to tap it as much. 
So that's all I spent it on upgrading after each level and I'm playing on normal and I'm still having to tap it so many times, even though that's all I'm... So it makes me worry. If I'd invested the currency on anything else and my gun was still the first level, I'd be... Yeah, my finger would be falling off by now. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I think the upgrade system that you were just talking about is is one of my favorite things. Uh, mm. Progression systems, upgrade systems, anything you can do to make yourself feel stronger as you progress through the game uh, always always gets, gets bonus points for me. I always feel like that just makes everything yep. more fun. Uh, and so that was a big thing for me. Big, Absolutely. Um, oh, the secondary weapon. Right, the secondary weapon, right? So I, I mostly I mostly played through with the shield to begin with. Uh, that 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 just seemed like Same. a natural fit. You, you've got your shield, Agreed. and because uh, you do have to block all the incoming attacks, you have to dodge incoming attacks, uh, and so having a shield to keep you from having to move around too much felt like it kind of saved the day for me. Yeah, yeah, I went with the shield. I was confused in the tutorial though because the tutorial it showed sucked. you all the. <laughs> you, you get shown all these secondary weapons like the sword and the shield. Yeah. And I was thinking, did I just miss something? How am I supposed to switch between these? Now, I, I, I'd like to go back actually and experience the tutorial again. Yeah. It might have explained it, but it was only when I went back to the main menu and it says choose your class. Right. And each one has a different secondary. I was like, ah, oh, okay, I get it now. And you choose what your, your primary is going to be. Um, and then you also get a, an ultra weapon by putting your hand over your shoulder and bringing it back. And I stuck with the laser that just, you know, pings a laser that just grinds everything away. Mm -hmm. um, but even that, there's a few times where I was just moving my hand and I accidentally would bring it out. Um, that might have been me just being an idiot. And this is the first VR game in a long time where when I take the headset off, I realize how much I've moved around mm -hmm. the room. Um, I don't know if you felt that as well. I, I had to keep myself pretty grounded. Uh, the, I, I play on a tile floor, and so there's there's the grout between the tiles, and I can kind of put my toe on a on a grout and, uh, mm, and right and sort of keep myself grounded and know where I am at all times. Um, but I certainly I don't know if that's just because in game it didn't obviously it did have the circle on the floor, but the nature you're ducking under things, you're looking behind you as things go past, yeah. you're dodging. There's a lot of movement where I don't know psychologically, and it, it it could have been just me playing it today, um, having that experience. But I felt I was constantly drifting in my physical space that I had to keep recentering myself. I can I can totally see why that was happening to you because I feel like this game more than say something like Pistol Whip, which was just like oh this is things right here, just move my head over here. This I felt like I needed to take a big step to one side or the other. You it required more from the player a, a bigger dodge to actually not get hit by these things and so i can totally see why you'd be moving around more than you you would normally uh we talk, i was talking to nick mulo uh the game cat uh, and he said he got a pretty good workout from all the dodging and crouching and everything like that he's surprised he was woke up the next morning sore and he was like it's, it's weird man he's like that didn't seem like that kind of game but then it was uh so totally understandable what difficulties did you play on so as always i always you get what's up did you go for the most brutal? Is it brutal? Brutal, the top one. Brutal's the top yeah. one. Yeah, as always, I, I always just play on the uh, on the default difficulty, whatever yes. whatever it sets you. Uh, it was normal, yeah, game, yeah. normal. And uh, yeah, that's what I did. And 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 I and I just play through completely that way. Uh, the interesting thing about this is that I did feel like it's 
it's sort of set up interesting, like in an interesting way, because you can change the difficulty at any time. And what was happening to me was I'm just, well, I'm here. I am. I'm just going to play through normal. And so I'm, I'm kind of grinding. I'm leveling up all my attributes, all my stats. And then by the time I had finished the game on normal, I was pretty much maxed out on everything. And so then I was like, okay, well, let's go to hard mode. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's it, it's sort of new game plus because you can just go to any level you want on any difficulty at any time, as long as you've beaten the levels. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to treat this as new game plus. I, I upped it to hard and it wasn't any harder because all my stats were higher. And so I was right. like, oh, so it feels like I'm kind of playing the same game all over again because now that now the enemies have higher, uh, you know, it takes, requires more shots to kill them, but it doesn't take more shots to kill them because I've upgraded my blaster. And so it felt like so I was playing the exact actually, same game. So there's not more enemies. No, it didn't feel that way. No, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I I did hear though. I need to spend more time on Brutal before I finish my review. It, I, I heard that there were less pickups. Uh, so with uh, we, you know there were health icons everywhere. Uh, there were one of my favorite bits of the game actually. I, the, the upgrade system you mentioned absolutely love mm-hmm. the 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 pickups because you have to shoot them and you would peer into the distance and I loved it when you could see the blue lightning bolt right in the distance and you shoot it and you're like did i hit it and then it just keeps coming towards you you're like yeah i got it i got it <laughs> um it's it's a fun little mini game just collecting them all and looking around because sometimes they're high up on buildings right and yeah sometimes they're in the distance between hills or things like that it is something um, i love about rail shooters uh, going all the way back to time crisis a uh, favorite of mine uh, house of the dead all those games really resonated with me when i was younger shooting the zombies and shooting the bad guys was always a priority so you don't die but it's also hey is this thing destructible over here can i shoot these barrels can i shoot this crate can i is there some is there a power up for me or is there some health for me you know and and, and the camera was always moving in a way on those old games to say oh, you only see this crate for like two seconds and you gotta shoot the crate and get right. the power up and before the camera swoops away it's not really an issue here in fact, the entire game is, I would say, on the uh, uh, extremely easy. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of hard to die once you've got all the mechanics down. It's I, I would say that it's uh, it's it's certainly, you know, and, and especially if you treat the game the way that I did and, and play the harder difficulties once you've upgraded all of your weapons uh, and your health bar and your damage, uh, it, it, it suddenly becomes easier. I think the only way to make this game difficult from the onset is to start a new save. And just go right to brutal difficulty or right to hard difficulty, and 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 treat it as if you aren't allowed to play it on normal first. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, I've played three levels, or I'm on the third level, okay. and I'm having a good time. Um, I think Wes just in the chat was saying, play for a couple of hours, had fun, um, and that's and that's great. I was supr- pleasantly surprised when I played it. One of the thoughts that came to my mind very early on was it's very slow to begin with. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's walking pace, and I'm on this this machine that's you know you're on a vehicle, aren't you? Like a you are. If you look behind moving. you, it's a vehicle. But if you just look down, it it seems like you're just floating on this platform that's driving you through yes. the level. I'm like all right, yes. And it starts slow, and then. This isn't really spoilers because um, it's very early on, but you get to a point where you're really bombing it down the road mm-hmm. and you're going at a really fast speed. 
and then level two it goes slow again and at i was one go faster and faster until you get hit and then it slows you down again because there was a bit where i had to sort something out um and i didn't know how to pause it so i came back and i was going really slow and i thought oh is it because i've been hit enough times that kind of mechanic would be cool that you you know you gain speed until you get hit um but um yeah the speed i think the the differences were good um the levels look great sometimes there were explosions like buildings blowing up mm-hmm. which <laughs> looked great a... sometimes yeah. and then had really poor frame rates and sometimes really like minecraft blocky um there was an interesting mix there um and then there's the animations with spoilers there are these cars in this game that turn into like big like robots you're so ridiculous um i know i was quite and i guess that's where it comes from transformers because they're like they're literally transforming from like vehicle into these big robots but joking aside yeah they're fighting around you kind of cool uh, although i was wondering at first who i'm supposed to be helping trying to shoot shoot the bad one and it's just hitting these uh like ripple force it's like the force fields rippling and i found that really annoying that there's literally no interaction yeah yeah it's it it kind of it kind of sucks there's the the fact is we've said a lot of good things about this game but i find that there's way more bad things about it it seems like it's sort of a generic rail shooter that the transformers were sort of just unceremoniously shoved into the cut there's cutscenes between each level that are just comic book pages and it's like okay i guess that's okay if, if you're a fan of the show or a fan of the comics or a fan of the cartoon or whatever maybe you'll like this more than i am i didn't find to be all that much fun to 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 follow the story so i just kind of skipping through it uh, also you're not playing as a transformer uh, and the developers had said, hey, we want, we want to play with a sense of scale. We want these things to be massive all around you. I didn't feel the sense of scale being all that magnificent. Uh, I, I felt like it, it actually, you know, I would love to find out what actually happened here. But did the, it, it feels kind of flat to me. Right? It, 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 it doesn't feel like as immersive as it could be. Almost like what's happening around me is just kind of playing out on a flat plane. Um and and so that sense of scale didn't really come home the way that I wanted it to, uh, and so agreed. You know, and as you said, you can't. You know, you you there are these big hulking transformers, Autobots and Decepticons duking it out on the side of the street, and you want to help. You want to participate. There's a little you know measly human. You want to shoot the bad guy. They don't let you do that. And on top of that. They just keep giving you these generic enemies, these these repeated enemies. They just keep showing up. Bzz, 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 bzz. They 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 just they just keep reusing the same enemy, and you don't even get to watch these cool battles that are happening because you're too busy boink 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 shooting all these little bad guys around the screen. It's like so if you're a fan of Transformers, you don't even kind of get to watch the cool shit that's happening because you're busy trying not to die. Yeah, there's a lot of looking over your shoulder and like ones. Like especially when they go over your head, you're like, do I have to destroy it or is it going to come back round? And a lot of the times, there's no point. Once they're over your head, just leave them. Um, the ducking mechanic mm-hmm. that we saw in the trailer, these little robots that's that's it and come towards you. The way I describe it is, once you've ducked under one, you've had your fun with them. Mm. I, I, I maybe later on, but I'm. I've completed two levels now and the mechanic is the same. Yep. There's no diversity. 
They should have. <laughs> they should have put them at different heights. Most VR games understand that your head is the only hitbox. So crouch underneath the ones that are coming at your head and then force people to stand up for ones to go under your legs. The the fact is is that you can once you once you crouch under the first one, you can just stay crouched. You can sit on your floor and they are never an issue ever again. Uh, if yes. you know, if you really just want to cheat the game, but the fact is, the game shouldn't let you cheat that easily. It's silly. Yeah, I thought they could have done like lots of different ones coming at you, maybe on different sides, and see so having to move around. Maybe ones coming that way. I don't know. Yeah. But there was only there was only one that almost caught me out. And again, enemies were coming from my left, and I turned forward. And I'm like, oh, missed that one. That was kind of cool, but that that happened just once. So. From what my impression is from the, the, the more difficult ones, uh, levels that you played, it seems that those didn't get more difficult on the Brutal. It's just they do more damage, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, no, nothing really got that much more difficult. Uh, and again, you're upgrading the entire time. And so if things are supposed to get more difficult, then it's scaling to the point where I didn't notice. So, I don't know. Yeah, this is... Uh, the only other... Talk to me. I just had two more small things to mention it. One was the audio levels I found a bit bizarre, mm. especially on the second boss when the boss was speaking. And by the way, the bosses are pretty cool. Bit bit too simple. It's again, I've only played the first two bosses. It seems they have two main actions that just repeat between the two uh, and there's nothing more. But it, I, I think visually it looks great. The world building is great. Um, the second level, this these massive like look like solar panels like that are set up all around you on this field looks great, but the boss was speaking and it sounded like he was like right in my ears, and then his voice is really far away and that kept fluctuating. But the final point I wanted to make about this game, Brian, was as I was playing it and considering the resolution, I thought I can't wait to play this on PlayStation VR two. I think having better triggers, especially with how much you're having to press it. Um, and the different guns feeling different with haptics. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure it is going to get a PSVR 2 patch, but um, how much you were having to shoot, um, yeah. I can definitely feel I've got a minor strain in my finger. And I kept flicking between my index finger and my middle finger. And yeah, that was even on the first level. You're having to, there's, there's not much diversity there. You're just having to keep tapping it. Yeah, having to pull that trigger over and over and over and over again. The, the thing is, is that... Uh, this is this was a problem with Evasion when Evasion first launched, and uh, Archiact, I believe, was the developer, pub, uh, patched it uh, so that you could just hold the trigger down uh, for for spurts of fire. Um, the, there's two different ways to handle this to make to make this not an issue, and one is to either focus on accuracy to make sure that hey, you know, like a headshot or something would would take him out in one shot, and so that you're not just going ting 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 ting. You're, you're yes. lining up your shot and going boom pulling it off right it may either focus on accuracy that way or in a game like this where it is all about kind of a rapid fire approach then you need just to, you need to be able to hold down your gun hold, i mean hold down the trigger for uh for an automatic fire uh and and then have some kind of overheating mechanic cool down thing right this this happened in farpoint it was a great way to, to handle it you can see like the 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 tip of the gun would get start to get red and you know like fucking like okay let's we gotta we gotta cool it right otherwise it's gonna overheat and then i won't be able to fire for a few seconds and i'll be you know at, at the enemy's mercy 
there's multiple ways to take care of this uh, and they didn't do yes. and they they didn't do anything and the worst part is that there there is a power up you can get in the game that gives you rapid fire right and so you, you can just hold it down for i don't know was it 5 seconds 10 seconds and just go and you feel so good for that 5 or 10 seconds you're like this is how the game should play like this would yes. be so much more fun because they do rate yeah. you on accuracy at the end of each level and so, yes. so fine, man, for people who care about accuracy, like they, you're, you're being rated on that. You're being scored. Uh, it feels like they're punishing us. <laughs> it does. It's stupid, man. My trigger finger hurts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. And, that, and having those, that diversity of gun like play in terms of being able to hold it in bursts. Yeah. Um, the, the other question I had about it was, and again, because I've only played it for two, three levels. Yeah. The, the HUD, I think, is pretty good. But indications about when your ultra weapon was ready and like when it's charged in that, I felt I wasn't getting indicate that I, I didn't feel I was knowing when it was ready. I was going for ages and it probably was charged already. Yeah. I feel like there needs to be a bit more input because there's so much going on. Like even if it is on the HUD, there needs to be more cues about key parts of, of, of the game. Yeah. Um, and it all and it is all on the HUD. That's the crazy part. Uh, the yeah. ultra weapon is in the very, very top right hand corner, but it's oh, so that's subtle. It, isn't it? Yeah. It's so yeah, subtle yeah. that you, it, it, it gradually goes from red to gray again. And when it's gray, I think it's it's ready to be used. Gotcha. And, and, and but having a voice, having one of the Transformers voices going, you know, ultra ready. Right. Something. That'd be arcadey. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, the, the HUD has all the information you need, but there needs to be other other uh other ways of other ways of getting that feedback even even when you get hit you don't always know that you get hit if you're not looking at the life bar if your health bar it's, it, there should be some kind of visual effect some kind of sound effect to say you, you just got hit man it's like and, and make it you know some vibration some i don't know some yeah. some indicator man just to let you know like watch out man you're getting hit right now this is bad and if you're not looking at the life bar specifically you might not even know you're getting hit so it's yep. that's the problem is is there's there it's a fun game, but it just was it just for all the potential that it had it, it didn't even come close to what it should have been. Uh, this is getting like a rough roughly a six for me, six out of ten at best, um, and I, I still got to play a little bit more uh, because I I don't I haven't played enough brutal mode, uh, brutal difficulty. And and once I play a little bit more brutal difficulty, uh, I'll have the review done, and that should be up sometime tomorrow, I think. So, nice. but yeah, roughly six out of ten, so not terrible, but also not great, somewhere right in the middle. But the price, Brian. But the price, twenty dollars, man, twenty dollars. That is um, pretty good. Because what I was speculating before was, you know, for an IP like that, I can imagine it being. 30 being over like overpriced i actually think for what you get for it 20 dollars is considering the ip yeah 20 dollars i think is actually a pretty decent price it's isn't it weird that we have to consider the ip right instead inst- instead of it just being random robots sure right? it could have been you're random right, robots right. if, if we were just judging reality, on the game yeah yeah i, yeah, I, I feel like this would be like a t- if this game was 12.99 it'd be like all right right but it does it does lead us to a very interesting segue here miles uh and that is uh, mm. that that brings us to the poll that's been running the entire time uh on the channel uh while we've been doing this and and, and that and that is should the price of a game affect the review score 
and while it's relevant for something like Transformers, I think the in in kind of the grander scope of uh, you know of video games as a whole right now, um, people have been asking about about The Last of Us Part One because The Last of Us Part One he, here's Naughty Dog charging for the third version of this game charging seventy dollars for something that doesn't even have all the content that the first game did uh, back when they released it on uh, on, on PS3. Uh, and it's already had a remaster, right? And so without getting into that discussion uh, about Last of Us specifically, the question is, is should the price of a game affect the final score? And I got to say, Miles, I'm a little surprised by the results here. We had 200... I haven't actually, look, I haven't actually looked yet, so uh, yeah. Yeah, the... the are, we end, are we ending the poll? I'm, I'm ending the poll right now. Uh, the Let's 265 see. people voted. Which is a good number. Most people are still voting now. Yep. 266. Okay, anybody else? And you're not hitting the like button, people. Hit the like button as well. That's what you've got to pay to enter the poll. <laughs> uh, should the price of a game affect the review score? With 266 votes, 56% of the people said yes. 44% said no. That's, I mean, that's that's pretty, that's a pretty close split. That's a pretty close yeah, split. I'm, and I'm actually really curious because... Because the fact is, Miles, if a game if a game comes out at six dollars, and we're like, "Oh, this is pretty good," right? And we say, "Hey, yeah, this is worth your money." My problem here is, is that what's the point of a review if we don't take price into consideration? Isn't the point of a review to help people decide how to spend their money? If all games were free, then we wouldn't need reviews. Everybody could just try them out and, and, and test them themselves. Go, oh, this one's for me. This one's not for me. This one's for me. This one's not for me. Sure, there's a time-saving uh, element here as well and uh, in, in, in trying to figure out, like, you know, find out some more about the gameplay mechanics, whatever. But when it comes down to actually scoring something, I'm actually shocked that more people aren't concerned, uh, don't don't think the price reflects on, should reflect on the score at all. So for me... Should score be factored into the review? Uh, sorry, should the price be factored into the review? Absolutely. But the score, I feel it's a side point. You, you've mentioned The Last of Us Part 1 already. Mm-hmm. It's getting 5 out of 5s, maybe some 9 out of 10s. Um, but a lot of the reviews have said, or when they've been discussing their reviews, would I recommend it to other people if I was buying this? No, I would wait for it to drop in price. Mm. So I do think you can do it with that caveat. Now, this might be an unfair sort of mind experiment to play right now, Brian. But let's think of a PSVR game that you've given a great rating. So Saints Saints and Sinners, you gave that what? Uh, 10 10 out of 10, yep. Right, okay. And uh, and what what price was it at launch? $39.99. Okay. Perfect price. And this might seem like a completely absurd... Uh, mind game to play, mm-hmm. ex- mind experiment. But let's just say it came out at $80. Yep. Would that have impacted the score? Or would you have said, no, it's a 10 out of 10 game, but this is way too too much? Uh, or, 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 you know, we should. I, I would wait for it to go down. Yeah, I, I, I do think... See, for me, price absolutely plays a part. And when, when you're talking about yeah. this, we look at $40 and go, damn, it, what a value, Right? What a value you're getting for forty dollars! This is great. Mm-hmm. This is you know this is. Uh, but if if they were charging eighty dollars for it, you'd go well. It better be AAA quality. Uh, you know, hope the 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 worlds better be really big. We gotta. We hopefully will. Uh, you know, get 
hundreds of hours of gameplay out of this. Who the fuck knows, man, right? Every, every game's different. But when you, when you start charging for something, you start setting expectations. You start, when, when, you, when you say, hey, our game is going to be $20, you go, you know, it's we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give ourselves a pass here and get to get away with some some flaws. When you start charging thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars, you you start removing your ability to get a pass. And right. So, yes. And so once you get up to eighty dollars, it's like we are expecting something that is console quality, AAA quality, that something you would find on a flat screen uh, for as much as anybody has ever charged for a video game. And and I and I and I think that you know we look at something like Saints and Sinners that I know some people out there would consider it triple A. I think that's asinine. Uh, I think it's I think it's a triple I game as uh, as Dan from Electric Hat coined that phrase uh, recently. I know it wasn't his phrase, but he he kind of clued us into it. Um, it's it's a very very polished indie game in my book. Um, and I and I don't see it if you charge start charging any more for Saints and Sinners than forty dollars. I do think the score should go down. I'm like oh you're not really getting your money's worth here. And, and and if and if, if and, I, and I'm okay. Like honestly, if everybody if everybody in the chat was like, Brian, you can't take you can't take price into consideration. You just can't because you're reviewing the game, not the price. Then I would say, all right, man, we'll we'll we'll, we'll go that direction, right? If this is what people want, but I've just never I've always considered a review. Is this game worth the money? So on the flip side, Brian, yeah. What about a, fr- a free to play game like Rec Room? Now, I don't, I, you've never done a review, or you didn't even back. Even if you'd done a review back then, you wouldn't have been given scores at the time. Um, but what 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 has been the last free to play VR game that you've reviewed? If, or I don't know. Maybe there haven't been any. No, I mean I have. Um, I, I have. And, and that and that and that might be something we just see in for PSVR two. Yeah. With Fortnite VR, for example. Um, yeah, it's. Right. How would you review free to play games? I mean, because because again, I would say yeah. you would still give it a score. I'm not saying that the score can't be. Maybe there's this sort of middle ground here where score should be like taking that into consideration, mm-hmm. but not significantly in the sense that if there was a free game, you could say, "Well, you've got nothing to lose," um, but you're still going to give it. You're still going to give it a fair review, saying, I mean, "In an age where." Okay, money is finite, but so is your time, and so it's a question of is this worth your time to put a headset on and, and, and engage with? So, Absolutely. perhaps we're saying saying that price is an important is an important factor and considered with scoring, but it's just one of many factors because it's also about that's is it. this a waste of your time? Yeah, one of many factors. That's that's the fact. It's like it's it's not like as the price goes down, the the score goes up, right? Right. I mean, like, no offense to anybody who's never reviewed a game before, but <laughs> there's a fucking lot of shit that goes into it. And if you say, oh, this yeah. game's a dollar, uh, then it must be a ten. No, that's not. In 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 the higher the price gets, the lower the score gets. That's not how it works, even in the slightest. Uh, it's it's no to to me. To me, price has to play a fa- factor. Um, and, and again, if that's not, if that's not, if that's not what people think, if, if it's to, to me, Miles, put it this way. If a game is absolutely amazing and they're charging three times more than they should, right? Can I really give that game a 10 out of 10 people? People say, Oh, you give it a 10 out of 10, uh, but it's only an hour long. You give it a 10 I, out of 10 I, and it's $70. 
Yeah. It's like it, 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 people people look at ten and tens and go, "This is a must buy. This is a must buy." Uh, and I think they look at it and say, this is a must-buy at the current price. You should go out and buy this game right now. You see the review, it's 10 out of 10. You should go buy it right now. I, but, but if that's not what I'm trying to say, then don't don't you think that score is misleading? I think it's about the context in which you're not just putting scores out there, but, you're giving a review. But look, at, look score... at Metacritic. Metacritic is just scores, right? I get it. But what I would say is when reviews are given, you don't start with the score. True. This is my review, ten out of ten. Now here are my reasons. Right. Now you build a case, and I, I agree with you. But the way that things are curated on scores, you can th- say that with Rotten Tomatoes and and or Tomatoes and film scores. Wait, wait. The fun, but, the Funk Bomber of the Game Cat in the chat says price shouldn't be considered, but length should be. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Everything, everything should everything be considered. Should be cons- everything, including right? the box art. The box art. <laughs> but if, if you can't get a physical, then zero out of ten, because that, that yeah, that's exactly. the scale, man. That's the scale. If it's a physical, it's a ten out of ten. If it's digital only, zero out of ten. No, th- yeah. that's that's the thing. It's like there's so many factors that go into it, and in this in this totally shows now why 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 the chat was so divided on it. Why it was almost fifty fifty. Why why half the people think it should play into it, and why the half don't. Um, I, I, is a conversation I would like to, to continue, uh, and, and figure out because as we move into the PSVR two era miles, uh, you know, without parole has been growing up with the community. And when I say without parole, I mean me, I, I mean, I, I, I started off, my original reviews were painful to watch and that's, that's putting it nicely. And as people were like, why are you talking so slow? Why, like, why are there big pauses between your sentences? I'm like, Oh yeah, why are there big pauses between my sentences? And I and I've been listening to the community this entire time. I've been listening to the community since day one, and and I'm not getting better because I've been doing this for so long. I'm getting better because I've been listening to you guys. And so if this is if if this is part of what makes Without Parole better uh, in the PSVR two generation than than we were in the PSVR one generation, then that's something I'm more than happy to listen to uh, because I do think that. I do think that review scores are going to be are going to get much harsher. I think I think because we're going to be dealing with hybrid games because we're not because the we're going to be dealing with I don't want to give something an 8 out of 10 anymore with the asterisk 8 out of 10 for a PSVR game. But you know, in the grander scheme of things when you look at when you look at this game uh, on uh, compared to a flat screen PlayStation 5 game, it would be a 4 out of 10 or a 5 out of 10. Right, I, I think I think reviews are have to going to get harsher because we're going to have hybrid games and the, the scale is going to widen greatly. The the best games are going to get so much better. The best games are going to be on par with uh, AAA flat screen PS5 games. And so this this is all part of the conversation that I want to be having with, with not just you, Miles, and not Wes, and, and AJ, and everybody else, but all the cats out there too, because we need to make sure that the you know that we're all on the same page moving forward, and that and, and that I'm communicating to everybody what needs to be communicated and if people don't think the price should play a factor then cool that's that's never a way that i've looked at it but i'm more than happy to look at it that way from now on it's not just about the consideration of where the bar is for the like how high the score gets but a question of how low the score can get as well hmm. i look at IGN. seven <laughs> yeah I look at IGN scores these days, yeah. and I don't look at every review, but my sense is that a game, unless it's absolutely an extreme circumstance, won't get below 
five, six out of ten. It's as if the scale is between five and ten out of ten <laughs> with a lot of reviewers. Because mm-hmm. even if you put something out there, you'd have to be someone that makes a game that was a clear cash grab that was dumped and they left it um, without any intention of improving it or people to actually have any enjoyment out of it. Then, yeah, you punish it. You do a warning. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems very rare for people to say, no, that game was a three out of ten. That seems way too harsh. And, um, yeah, I don't know what your thoughts about the lower end of scoring. I, I mean, I, I, think the, I think the scale needs to be explored fully. I, I do think that if a game is absolute trash, I mean, no problem putting out a zero out of ten. You know, if, if something's just broken, something's horrible, I, I, think, I think the scale needs to be explored. What was your last zero out of ten? Do you know? I'm going to look it up. I, I, I've little... never had a zero out of ten, and I will tell you the Maybe reason not. Uh, is because uh, there are two games I think that I've played. No, actually, there's more than that. <laughs> but I think that A Fungus in My Garden, I think, is very close to a 0 out of 10. I think. Okay, I haven't got that one. I think yet. Thug Life is very close to a 0 out of 10. I think that. Oh, what was the. Okay. Uh, oh, Apocalypse Boxing. Boxing Apocalypse, uh, which, which was just horrid. Uh, very close to a 0 out of 10. These should be considered some of the worst games ever made on the platform. Right, yeah, because I, I started building a list of all PSVR games, and I haven't done a lot in the last year, but the two I've got at the bottom was Space and Wolf VR 1 and 2, mm-hmm. and that got 1.5. Is that Space and Wolf. Oh, no, that got that, no, that got 2. Horror Adventure VR, Oh yeah. you, you gave 1.5, and then Coaster got 1. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, and I, and I really do like this. I do like this. And this is, again, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation. I started off in one very specific place. I knew that we were going to be kind of going through this and, and figuring things out and listening to the chat and hearing how all this goes down. I really, really like uh, some of the suggestions that we've got in the chat. Uh, and one of them specifically is from Bogey Cat Productions. It says it maybe have a value for money score as well as an overall score. I do think that maybe we, the funny thing is, is that I never even used to have a review summary screen at the end of my reviews, but because people yes. were like, oh, uh, you know, you should give us the positive and negatives, like give us a plus column and a minus column. And I was like, well, that was already in the review, but I guess, yeah, I guess to kind of summarize it all, let's put that up there. And this was like, we should have a list of controllers that gets supported. And I was like, that makes sense because yeah, okay, well we need this. And then somebody's like, well, what about the, it, so I've just been adding and adding and adding to the review summary screen. And I do think that maybe there's a place for uh, maybe the the game cost seventy dollars, and then in a, in a little box underneath it, say would recommend at this price. So I would recommend this game at thirty five dollars. When it gets to be a half price sale, now pull the, now pull the trigger on it. And I think that's a, I think it's an awesome idea, uh, Bogey Cat Productions. Thank you very much. I think it is good because it also means when the price changes, people can still look at that review and go, well, at release. That was the price, and it was seen as too expensive, you know. So it gives you something to yeah. There's something relative there, yeah. For sure, for sure. And and again, that would be something I would have to add um, add into the conclusion of each review, saying, "Hey, this is a fantastic game. Uh, don't buy it at this price, though." Uh, so mm. I'm coming around, you guys. I'm coming around, and I'm sorry to disappoint anybody out there who says that price should be considered with a review score. But I do think there are ways around this to make everybody happy. Um, but again, we'll continue this conversation going into the next generation uh, of games and make sure that we're all on the same page. 
think it's a good conversation to have. There's one tip that we didn't get around to. Wally is now a game cat. Specifically a white tiger with Canadian $5 tips as MetaQuest Pro would be expensive. Sony should do a showcase ASAP, reveal the price, reveal pre-orders with a limited stock before Meta's showcase. Interesting. I like this, right? Because they go, oh, look at this. And then Meta goes, oh, look at our real expensive headset. <laughs> but again, I do think that if Meta goes, hey, look at our headset. And then the following day, Sony goes, but look at ours. And look at this price point that you can't beat. It'd be, again, boom, total stompage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We got we to wrap this up with, as always, a game of PSVR 20 questions. That means I have a game in this little head of mine. Shaved head. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> oh, I just thought the game was when he lifted up. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it there. What's going to be under the hat? Yep. Is it going to be hair? Is it not oh, going to be hair? Okay. Oh, I called it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've, got a, I've got a PlayStation VR game in my head. Uh, and it's up to Miles to guess which game that is uh, using 20 yes or no questions with a six minute clock running. Guys, please help him out. He needs all the help he can get. I know how I difficult do. this I is. I do need lots of help. <laughs> I need lots of help. Miles, are you ready? I am ready, Brian. All right. On your mark, get set, go. Can you die in this game? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. Okay, you can die in it. <laughs> the first question, I was like, am I going to AJ this? <laughs> I thought it was a bold question. It'd be a good one if you said no. I'd narrow it down a bit. Um... Does it use analog sticks? No. Okay, move controller. Okay. Um, does it have full locomotion? No. Was it a top fifty? Was it? Was it? Wait, wait, was it in our final top fifty? <laughs> um, I've got the list right here. Let me double check. <laughs> no, no, not a top fifty. God, I don't think so. There's so many fucking games on this list. Was it a puzzle game? No, not a puzzle game. That's five. Is it a shooter? Uh, or do, do you do you shoot in it? Uh, yes, but I wouldn't call it a shooter. Okay. Um. Would is the uh, is the aesthetic realistic? Is it is it a realistic aesthetic? I mean, even if it's in in the vein of what it's going for, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Is it sci-fi in terms of its style, like futuristic or techy? Yes, yeah, sci-fi for sure. Um. Okay, game cat. So you can die in this game. I did say that. Uh, move controller, no full locomotion. It's not in the top 50. It's not a puzzle game. You do shoot in it, but it's not a shooter. Did you, you didn't ask about puzzles. I said, is it a puzzle game? You said no. Nope. That never happened. 
Are you AJing me? Are you AJing me from the questionnaire can, seat? Can someone check? <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to okay. give you a freebie and say there are puzzles in it. Okay, there but, are puzzles. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't consider it a puzzle game now. Okay. Minimal puzzles. Well, you, that's it's a you freebie. Can die in this it's, game, it's a freebie. Yeah, like uh, you can die in this game, but I wouldn't consider it a dying game. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call it a dying simulation. No. Yeah, yeah. Wait, um, everybody's saying that, and I said no, it's not a puzzle game. What? Where the fuck was I? What did I say? Okay, keep going, keep going. Uh, and it's it's sci-fi. Um, so, so it's not a puzzle game, but it has puzzles in it. Yeah, uh, what did I think you asked? I must have thought you said something else because I don't fucking remember this. And we're going to give you like an extra minute on the clock because this is... That's cool. Yeah. Um, puzzle game. Um, did it come out in the last two, two years? Um, no. Older than two years. Um, okay. Um, is it based on a popular IP? Yes, that's ten. Would you say that there are stars in it? Aren't there stars in every game? If you look up. Yes, but can you see sure. stars? There's in stars in it. You can see sure. stars. So, yeah, a few celebrities. Yeah, I mean stars. Yes. So yeah, and uh, would you say that you wear silly uniforms with like a little badge, little badge? Uh, I'm sure. I, I don't know about badges, but yeah, silly uniforms. There's silly uniforms in the game. I don't know what you're wearing, um, but yeah. Um. No, I don't know if this is throwing me off. Um, do you do you um, coordinate with three other players to control a ship and go boldly where man has never gone before, where no man has ever gone before? Miles, you absolutely don't do any of that in this game. Oh, okay, so it's not. <laughs> I love that you were just headed straight toward it. <laughs> I know. I was liking that. I was liking that. Yeah, um, there was a lot of confidence. Yeah. Well, normally, normally it does track that. Oh, man, this is getting difficult now. Um, is it a part? Is it? Is it? Is it a part of the Star Wars franchise? It is a part of the Star Wars franchise. And is it episodic? Uh, it is episodic. Yeah, that's fifteen. Cool. Is it um, Vader Immortal? It is Vader Immortal. Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that. I can't believe you asked <laughs> if it's a puzzle game. Yeah. I can't I can't <laughs> Well, dude, I need to I, I need to go back and watch that because I'm like I don't Can someone clip Can someone clip this episode when Brian's in denial and then we'll do a few moments earlier and then <laughs> Like I feel like I feel like someone took over my body. I was on autopilot and I'm just going, yeah, That's no, right. no, yeah. And I was like, you did not ask. Yep, I don't have any recollection of that whatsoever. Um, <laughs> DB, DTB VODs says, are there, are there wars in those stars? <laughs> that would have been a great yeah, question. See, yeah. Nice. Oh, man. Great job, Miles. Great job, Kaz. Uh, fantastic getting the game. Uh, even even with all my fuckery, 
Uh, you still got it within the time limit within the questions. Well done, sir. Well done. You are you are deserving of a weekend off. Oh, thanks, Brian. Yeah, well, you know, because I have the power to give that to you. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. What I do have the power to give you is not asking you to come in tomorrow for a seven and a half hour workday. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh man, last week was absolutely brutal. Because <laughs> it was after the fact I'd done the five hours in the studio on the Friday doing those 55 scripts and then got home, did our two hour show and then went to sleep and then it was a seven hour it was it was full on, but it was amazing. It was amazing. I was buzzing. Every, um, everybody's so. going back and telling me exactly when you asked if it's a puzzle game. To Punk Bomber says it's when I was looking at the top fifty list. So I guess I was distracted, but still, to, to just it's all right. I don't I don't hold it against you. Thank the you. Bomb didn't go off. No one died. No one died this week. We kept so talking. No one exploded. Everything's good. Yeah, excellent. No right. one died this week, so that's the good thing. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you, Miles. Uh, if you don't already subscribe to Miles, doing great stuff over there on your channel, man. I, I like the. Uh, what, what what was the what was the life hack that you gave us this week? It was on time blocking. So um, it's where you basically Elon Musk does it, where he breaks up his entire day into five minute slots. But that's because he's rich, probably pays people to do it, or has some sophisticated AI. Um, during my work week, I actually break down the day into fifteen minutes, which might sound like that's a lot to do. How do you do it? But well, we go through it, and funny enough, the show stayed on time for the hour. And then we played the game at the end, and then there was something extra, and it ended up being a two-hour show. So some people looked at it and went, speaking of time management, it was double the, sh- <laughs> the length of a normal show. Yes. So, uh, well yeah, done. but it, it, well was, it was really good. And um, just love it. Um, always see a lot of game cats there. Love the support and uh, really appreciate it. Because every week I show up, there's always I'm always a bit nervous going, is anyone going to turn up? And when people do, it's a really good time. So really means a lot. Thank you. Okay. Uh, YouTube.com slash miles m-y-l-e-s one of the most amazing urls i've ever seen uh it's pretty pretty damn good uh, but it's not just miles and me that keep the show running uh it is all of our amazing moderators who work tirelessly not just here but over on discord uh to keep everything moving smoothly so please uh give a shout out to all the all the awesome moderators that we have uh they're some of the best people in the world um right alongside of Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who puts all the timestamps into this show uh, within hours of it finishing. Sometimes I go to bed within hours of the show ending, and so you guys don't get timestamps until tomorrow. <laughs> but Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry is always on top of that shit. Like, every single night, they're always in my inbox by, like, midnight latest. Uh, also, uh, Jay Meow, who puts this up on podcast services of your choice. Don't forget, if you don't want to sit here and stare at our faces for, you know, an hour, two hours three hours, seven and a half hours, you can just go to podcast services of your choice and listen to all of this shit. Podcast style. Thank you, Jamie, for doing that. Uh, thank you to everybody who hung out and watched the show. Thank you, everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash without pro games. Keeps the lights on. Thank you to everybody who tipped. Thank you to everybody who helped Miles uh, for, with 20 questions. And thank you to everybody who participated in the conversations tonight. Uh, and, of course, thank you to everybody who sat back and watched the show and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. And we love you just as much. Let's get out of here, Miles. Have a great Friday, everyone. Much love. Shh. No one say a word until the Sony showcase. Uh, and actually, uh, Miles, now that now that it's just you and I, now that we have some alone time, 
Um, yeah, back on our Discord chat. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Grizzly Bear King uh, with a five dollar tip. Yeah. It says I came here looking for the best. No one say a word until the Sony showcase should price affect review scores on YouTube, and that's that's exactly what I found. <laughs> it's pretty steep competition out there. There is, there is. Uh, I mean, if this is exactly what you're looking for, you found exactly that. Well done. Word. Hope you had a good show, everyone. And hit that like button if you haven't already. There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Mazu, uh, did you have you played anything fun this week? I was really happy that Professor Lilith had summoned us on Sunday to play Star Trek Bridge Crew because I had so much fun with it, and it was only when I got into the game mm-hmm. that I remembered how much fun it really is. It Just that even the way the mouse open and close when people are talking, <laughs> it's simple things like that. Yeah. Considering how long the game's been out for. They just nail it, and the immersion is so good, and just the absurdity. And uh, I love it, the fact that they've put the original Enterprise on it, where, you know, back then when they did the show, I think the actors, you know, pretended with themselves they knew what the buttons did. Obviously, they're acting, but so they kept pressing the same buttons every on every episode. They kind of told themselves what they were. Mm-hmm. But the fact that when you first sit in it, you're like, okay, none of these buttons are labeled. <laughs> And it's just chaos. It's absolutely incredible. And so um, I had a great time uh, with the uh, GameCat meetup. Uh, Professor Lilith was on our team. And we wanted to try and complete that really tough trophy. The, um, uh, I keep forgetting the first word, Maru. Um, What's it called? Begins with K. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. The Harish uh, Her- Marie. Oh, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Dude, I'm just you, making up random. You've, you've brought this up so many times. Uh, Kobayashi, yeah. Kobayashi Maru. Kobayashi yeah. Maru game, yeah. I, I, uh, which is a no-win situation. That's right. And it's, a big, it's a big deal in the Star Trek universe. It is, and I always forget it every time. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just the Maru, Maru, the Maru <laughs> If you didn't ask me, I would have um, known. But then you asked me, and yeah, I can't even remember if you asked about a puzzle game collective amnesia man it just pushes it out but um yeah we played the first mission of the game where you do play it and then we actually went into the challenge and we actually completed it on our first attempt this is the longest longest fucking setup for a clip of the week of all time uh dan keeper says what role did you play uh and i think we should just show him what do you think yeah let's just see what happened uh on uh, on a different occasion okay (laughs) yeah silver is marked right now right yeah, there should be something that just... Um... Ah, select destination. There's a button. Select destination. Okay. Okay, it does nothing. <laughs> select destination. <laughs> this is hilarious. And the... Ta- the, the this okay, is our target. Okay, I can see it. Uh, mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying yeah, to find... Ah, yeah, okay. Go. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Nice. nice. Okay, cool. Now we need now to scan that. To... Yeah. 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 Um... Um, increasing speed. This map is better than the one I have on my console, to be honest. This one. It's much, uh... <laughs> Your map is pulled back. <laughs> A few moments later. Oh, the, the one. No, no, I'm paying left. I'm paying left because of the. Because. You, you see? Mice? I do. I'm paying left. We are getting to be. Because this one is. Hold that, Abe. So... No... <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> Yeah, let's get him out. Get him out of here. I don't want to see that. I paid good money for this carpet. 
dude. Dude, the dude going over the railing was just fucking next level. I love level. that. It looks, like, it looks like he threw himself over the railing. Yeah. <laughs> so good. He was like, I need to quit this job, so how do I do it? <laughs> get an injury. Ah, you got to feed me up to the sick bay. Get me off here. Um, if you've never played this game and you have PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. uh, although it might be on Extra because it's the Ubisoft collection, um, you can download it. Um, get this game. And uh, you know, I'm I'm up for jumping on it again sometime. Um, nice. Just do it. It's it's such. Even if you're not into Star Trek, it is it is a brilliant game, and it was actually on my top fifty personally because mm-hmm. I think still, and even playing it afterwards, I was like, yeah, this game is absolute magic. It should be. It should be. It's 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 a game that relies just as much on player interactions as it does to as the game itself. Uh, just like Werewolves Within, I say more than half mm. of the fun. Of playing it is your interactions with other gamers and other players and their and their ability to either get into the role or at least if they're not, they can't get into the role at least have a good time with it uh and bridge crew and werewolves within are just always so many laughs man so many laughs and that was just you know i i, I imagine that was just one of many awesome moments you had when you were playing this weekend it's just the way the arms the gesticulation <laughs> and like the way the mouth is there was actually a bit i cut out where he's going you know, he was talking about how the map on his console was worse than the one on his left. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of saying, can you just move out the way <laughs> so I can have a look? And he's sort of moving and his characters doing like this chicken pose. <laughs> and it was just like, and then I like that Professor Lilith is on the far left, like with her back turned, like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with any of this chaos. I'm just going to do the work. She was engineer. So doing all the uh, power systems and stuff. Did a good job. Love it. I love it. For the, yeah. listen, for the 134 people still watching, thank you so much for hanging out. And, uh, Y'all have a great weekend. We love you all. Love you all, people.